too long since i've done this welcome to the show it's 11 23 2016 it's been about a month and a half since i last recorded and i've had a lot of time to think about some stuff and no time to think about stuff because it's been absolutely hectic and crazy and i'm gonna go through the house cleaning make a small announcement and then go straight into what i want to talk about so the reason why there's been such a long hiatus is melissa got sick she has the she had the viral version of bronchitis there's absolutely nothing you can do for it. Uh, they tried breathing treatments, which actually did help, which showed it wasn't just the viral version of bronchitis. She was also having an allergic reaction to something in the house. Uh, I'm hoping it was... It, so far, it's been a bit better. I mean, it's just the fact that boys and the cats were shedding. So I don't... She's not as allergic to dogs. We know that one. We think it might have been the cat. But we don't really want to get rid of the cat either. No one wants this awful creature. And she's part of the family as much as she annoys the living shit out of us at times. On top of those two weeks of absolute hell, work has been, and not the nighttime part, Connecticut Avenue has been great. Uh, College Park has had a lot of hiccups and fuck-ups. And I'm not going to go into any real detail on it because it's not my place to say it. I just want everyone who lives in this area who's tried out the food please give us another chance because we've improved the issues that we had from the opening date and we are continuing to work on it because that's all we can do at this point and i apologize to anyone who had a bad experience especially some of my friends who went there because they've had our food over at the connecticut avenue one you guys know what we're capable of doing and i can only apologize and leave it there and of course becca's car has had issues all sorts of issues and as you can tell, still have interruptions occasionally from Miss Melissa. But Becca's car is having issues yet again because it's cold. It was stalling out on her, had an issue starting up, and it got really bad this, no, well, I would say this past week, but I think it was last week now because she got she's had her new car all this week. Uh, it stalled out on her turn into work. It stalled out on 50, and it's not like it's a mechanical thing. It's electrical. It just loses all power. And you jump start it back up, it's right back up and going. And as we all know, in fact, as I can tell you, because my car, that was another, I had my own issues. Uh, one of the main lines going to my fan, my radiator fan, was pulling 40 extra amps. Not enough to cause a fuse to flip, but enough to fry out the computer controller for the radiator system and a couple other items so 525 bucks later my car is actually working again it, it had other issues it was causing because it was draining too much energy off of just the power system itself so um i was having my egr valve get stuck open or close there was enough power to open or close it and my car was misfiring and stalling out for that very said reason it, it's it's just been cars have not been fun this past couple weeks um but becca ended up cashing out all her savings and yeah she didn't want to but she also knew she kind of had to it she didn't do it now she was going to be doing it on trying to fix this car and we need to have both vehicles mine goes to work all day and she lives she works over in annapolis she lives here and i there's no way 
that we can do it with one car. So she found a great deal. It was a used PT Cruiser 2.4 liter turbo that had under 35,000 miles on it. Uh, one owner, great shape, and she got it for just a little bit over four grand. And she loves it. Absolutely adores it. Is now able to take Melissa out. And that was the other part about the Cougar Coog. It had just outgrown our family or we've outgrown it. Two doors. Yeah, it was great. It was fast, but it was really meant for two people at most. No friends could ever ride in it. It, it was just a one person to two person car. And now she has something that actually can fit the entire family in there. Just as I can fit the entire family in my vehicle, you know? Oh, it's just been that type. I haven't got a chance to really talk to any of my friends because I haven't talked to Rocco in, my God, two, three weeks other than on Facebook. Because on top of everything else, there's been times where I've talked so much I've lost my voice or my allergies have killed me so I've lost my voice. Uh, no, I had an ear infection because of how bad my allergies were. It never spread to anything else, thankfully, but still had no voice. And you can't record without it. But there was a great little... As a byproduct of the fact that I could not talk in this microphone. Time to think. Time to look at the feedback I've gotten. And what really hit me, one of my absolute worst episodes audio-wise, had some of my absolute best feedback of all time. And it was because I focused on one topic, stayed there, and just let my thoughts go on from it. And that was, of course, the cosplay one I did not too long ago, uh, but it feels like forever. About two months ago. It was one of my last ones I've recorded. And people who could actually stomach through listening to the static and everything else loved the episode. They just hated the audio quality. And it got me thinking. and got me reevaluating what I've been doing on MOM. There's plenty of place for people to get their news. There's... The only thing I've got to offer is my crazy brain the way that it works that's my point of view and no one else has it and instead of me giving news how about i just focus on what i want to talk about and if you want to sit there and listen and it's really going to be how my brain works because as i've also said before to people no one's brain and i'm not saying this is some special thing because no one's brain actually functions alike but mine happens to be on a really weird spectrum where I pull out shit most people don't look at things from a different point of view than most people do. And it's just because of the fact that it's how I'm wired. So I've been for years writing my own log of everything. If anyone would ever actually read my handwriting and gone back and revised it. And it's all about my philosophy on life because there is no book that contains it. Instead of me having to have it in a book form where I'm constantly changing Audio is far more fluid, especially with a podcast. So MOM is going to be a little bit more focused for once. It's going to be me focusing on one topic every single week. And there could be times where I record back-to-back -back episodes. That way I have a couple in a can and I can just post them up. It's going to be easier on me. It's going to allow me to be more consistent. It's going to allow me to be actually here in front of the computer where the audio quality is great. And I can just get my mind where I want it at and be in the right mindset when I record it. This is where I can just say whatever. I know I said mine one too many times, and it is mine to more and dear, but whatever. It allows me to, to be a little bit more in tune with what I want to do and a little bit happier with what's going on. And yes, there's still going to be the anger and the passion. And it, passion is such an important part. 
nothing great or terrible has ever been made by someone who just didn't give a fuck. That passion has to be there. Mediocrity is bred by those who do not care what they're doing. I have always cared about this podcast. I've just had a bad way of showing it at times. because My brain would just, and just tell I'm rambling on now. So MOM is going to become much more focused. And I still don't know what's going to happen with Vapor Reporter yet. Because as I said, I've not gotten the chance to talk to Rocco. Once me and him get to finally sit down and do everything, hopefully life will be much calmer next week. Please will be much calmer next week. We finally get all this done, looked at, and taken care of in a way where we can just have a good time again and talk about whatever. And it will not be vaping. As soon as we come back, it won't be vaping. I'm 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 not sick of that topic in so many ways. It, this presidential election brought out more hatred for it and this election brought so much anger in me and I, that's going to be its own special podcast because it's going to be all my thoughts on it right away this is a starting point if you're going to go a starting point we got to go to the source and that is my thoughts on god and this i gotta give him some credit to one jacob atkinson my wife's brother who banned me on facebook today he and you'll find out why in a few it, it all ties into everything uh, was not invited to his wedding which is where part of this stems from and then his actions afterwards he has been posting up so much of the christian i like to call it propaganda where it's people who say these beautiful quotes about how their faith empowers them and it, it, they see everything through it but what they forget is that the actual message of Christ, why it's called Christianity. I, and I've said this on other podcasts, but instead of you having to go listen to old ones, you can just sit down and curl up and hear it here. So I grew up Methodist and it never sat well with me. I know that might sound weird to some people, but even at age five, I had this big question mark of everything because we were kept getting told that Jesus loves you and God loves you. But then there's that whole thing about hell that kept coming up. And it was at six that we had a substitute Sunday school teacher. She was Southern Baptist, just moved to the area. And she wanted to get us, we don't had any, at the time, we didn't have any Southern Baptist churches around this where I lived. We had a Methodist church and we had the Catholic church. That was it. So she comes in. She's preaching us all about how our, our bad thoughts could have sent hell. My little stupid self raises up the hand and go, but if God loves and forgives us, then why is there hell at all? It's thoughts like that, little boy. Get you sent straight to hell. And I realized then that it's the bullshit hypocrisy of what goes on. And I started questioning Christianity, questioning God, and questioning the Bible. And this is where my grandfather came in great handy and also where I had to pause because of Melissa. See, I knew I couldn't go to my parents with these ideas at this time because my dad, well, me and him never got along very much philosophy or religion wise. My mom, I just, I didn't know how to, how to really breach the subject. She was such a nice person. She worked for the church. It just didn't feel right going at her with it. So instead I went to my granddad and that's when he started handing me off all the books and I started reading them. I, Again, gave me the good news Bible first for the little, being a little kid. That's the first thing I ever read. And after I read that, once I finally got it done, I was what? Damn. About 
10 years old and I'd already read Lord of the Rings and already read The Hobbit and all that. So I had a understanding of how to read things far beyond. And if there's things I didn't know what it said, I knew where to look up because I didn't know the definition of the word. And that's when he handed me the actual King James Bible said, now you can read this one. And from age 10 all the way up to about 16, I was constantly reading a religious text of some sort, just studying these different ones. And it allowed me to learn very quickly that the followers of Christ, for one, don't understand Christ at all. The, the most 99% of people who call themselves Christians are the exact opposite of what Christ preached about. And it's not hyperbole. That's just the straight up fucking truth. I also learned that Judaism, despite the fact and Muslim, you have the same God, technically Jehovah. It was night and day. Now, Christianity has become more like Judaism and being Muslim. It's done everything it can to assimilate to its older and younger brother. But it used to be the different middle child because the the other two focused on the original three philosophies. Community being community belongs, as in you're Jewish, you're part of the community. If you're not Jewish... You are worse than anything else, and God will smite you because you're not his chosen people. Where Muslims, again, you're an infidel if you're not Muslim. That's according to the Quran. That's not any bastards. It's the straight-up truth. It was all about, we. you're supposed to be part of this community. You convert, you join, or you're going to hell anyways. You're less than. And I have to pause this once more. Now I'm six months old, and she can hold her own bottle. It amazes me still. But as I was saying, you... I learned very quickly that the community they spoke of, as I said, was all about you have to be part of our religion, be part of our community. Either you're born into it or you convert to it. In Christianity, that was not the mindset of community. It was all about accepting you for what you were and your actions would determine if you were in the community or not. It had nothing to do with your skin color, had nothing to do with your, your religion. And I know that sounds weird, but Jesus didn't preach about a religion. He preached about a belief, a belief that God forgave everybody for their sins, no matter what they did. And the kingdom of heaven would always be open to them. You can tell just by reading it that revelations had no real part in the original book. It was something that was tacked on when they started trying to convert those who lived over in, in areas that had beliefs that the world would end and restart because it, it made no sense from the get-go. The whole story of Lucifer and God always weirded me out because if you created Lucifer, he's your underling, you're the most powerful being in all the universe, you just had to snap your fingers and bam, it's done. It's not like it was humans that you gave free will. This was a creature that you gave every last bit of control over you made him, he's an angel. He has to follow what you say, according to the Bible, according to what everyone has written down in scripture. So all you got to do is snap your fingers. It's done. It's over. But if you actually read, he gives them the authority to do the atrocities. It's why I started not liking the Christian God to a point of where I, I really hated the Christian God, the Jewish God, the Muslim God, because anytime that you are that much of a asshole that you just are going to give over. I'm going to keep my hands clean. I'm going to make a scapegoat and you get all the blame. You're the whipping boy. 
but I want you to do all this damage. I really want to do it myself, but, you know, I've got to be loving, caring God. They, it, it just blew my mind. It's where my, my crafting of what I view as out there began. I always try to explain it. Is there one God or many? Kind of, kind of. It's weird. George R. R. Martin. And yes, I'll go book. The many-faced God in some ways resembles more of what I view as out there than anything else, where every single God is part of the many-faced God, where it cares 100% about its people and doesn't give a fuck as well. It is a power and force out there that is the embodiment of love and chaos at the same... It just... And that's all this world is. This plane of existence is nothing but chaos. If there is a hell, this is it, folks. Anything you do or don't do results in a equal opposite reaction. The You can call someone that you've never met a life of torment through one single little action. And that could come down to because you talked to this guy or girl and started dating them. They missed their chance to meet up with them, and that was their actual soulmate. And now they're alone at age 40 and never found the person they're supposed to date, all because you dated this person for six months. By the time they got done with you, they didn't want to date anyone ever again. You ruined this other person's life, and no one was the wiser on it. To you hit a kid crossing the street, and that kid was cured cancer, or... You're a priest and you rescue a four-year-old boy from drowning in Germany and he goes on to kill six million Jews. All because your act of kindness or your act of unkindness or whatever has led to whatever's going to happen. It is chaos. There's no rhyme or reason. And how can it be a, a great, loving, caring God when things of that nature are going to happen? It's why I do see it as this all-powerful and yet all impotent being at one time it just there's definitely an energy out there but it's not anything that's described in a book and there's no religion that truly points out what i believe in which is why i am a satanist a levee satanist anyone who's actually sat down and read the satanic bible will understand this it's not it's a joke it's tongue-in-cheek it's not like a standard bible which is the book you follow every damn thing inside this book that's the dogma. This is what you do. This is how you have to do it. And if you don't, you go. This is your punishment. Whether it's you're going to hell or getting lashes or saying 18 Hail Marys, whatever dumb shit some religions have you do. It's a book that says, look, not all this may work for you. Take what does. The core principles are always there. And that's where I, I always break it down to is every single philosophy, religion, all the way, they all have just this, this basic three cores, and it's your interpretation of those three cores that determine what type of person you are. And it also determines what type of religion or belief system you should have. And that's why of the issue with Christianity, because they've forgotten what their own cores are. They no longer are following it. So first, again, you have your community. And some religions preach, some beliefs preach, community is those who look like you and think like you, and that's your community. Others, it's anybody and everyone who you choose to be around. There's still limitations, too. We all have our limitations. We don't want to live by a bunch of robbers and rapers and child molesters. And But then, hell, there might be some people who do. 
And they have a right to have their own little island where they are, that type of person all living there. Hopefully there's no children there or anything else. And they can rob, rape, and murder each other all day long and be out of the hair, hands of anyone else who is going to be impeded by that. The community, and this is where that part two comes in, you know, the acceptance factor of the community, we, what your basic morals are. You have a community, and then your outlook on it. It's all about do we have these strict laws that we have to follow of morals? Or are morals more of a, are you impeding on anyone's happiness type deal? And when you look at Judaism, give a great idea. Their morals are don't, you can't wear blends. You can't eat shellfish. You can't do anybody. Who doesn't, you're no longer Jewish. You really aren't. If you violate any of these rules, you have broken away from your rule because it isn't one of those words pick and choose. It's a religion of you're supposed to do this because that's what we told you to do. Same with being Muslim. Same with being any of these religions where there's a hardcore written code of morals. Where there are others where it's simply whatever. And most philosophies have this. As long as what you're doing is not impeding or the happiness of anyone else or hurting anyone else, it's perfectly fine to do whatever it is you're going to do. It's why I have no issue with gay people. It's why I have no issue with... Anyone into S&M, as long as everything you do is 100% copacetic, it's consensual, I don't give a fuck. I truly don't. If your idea of going out, if having a good time is going out and shooting targets, means you're not hurting anybody, you're just letting off some steam, who am I to judge? It's like for me, I like going out and hacking away at, at dummies with a sword. That's perfectly fine and acceptable. We all have our weirdness. We all have our kinks. We all have whatever it is that makes us who we are. We're all going to love who we're going to love. You know, I happen, I love my wife. I think she's amazing. I happen to like women with big asses and with curves. There's other guys who want somebody who's skinny as shit. There's other guys who have racial preferences. There are women who have racial preferences. We have sexual preferences. We have all this. It's perfectly fine. Is it hurting anyone? No. Only reason why people get pissed off about is jealousy. Uh, Jim Norton put it best years ago on Opie and Anthony. When you see a black guy and a white girl or a black girl and a white guy walking down the street, the reason why there's so much jealousy in there is because no matter what you do, as the white guy, if she's dating a black dude, I could never be the black guy. So she's now off limits to me. And I can accept that. And it's not any like, oh, she's off limits because I don't. No, it's just I'm not her type. Is what that says when I see them. That's there's a reason. That's what she's looking for. And give me one second. I got pause this again. She wanted more than four ounces of milk. As I was saying, that's why she was crying. She just ran out of food. As I was saying though, it's one of those where again I don't view it as oh wow you know because she's dating black guy or Hispanic or whatever she's off limit. No, I look at it and go hey that might be her preference. So yeah okay go do whatever. There's no anger or hatred there. It's just that's what people have. Same thing as if you are a skinny little bitch, come up to me and, well, I'm not going to be physically attracted to you. You're not my type. If you've seen all the people I've dated, they all have certain things in common. It's just the way I'm wired. It's the way every person's wired. And there's no judgment there. It's just, is it hurting anyone? No! That's why there is somebody out there for everybody. You find what you find. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's an amazing thing. And Christ preached this. This is all, again, the, the 
so far on the checklist, community wise, Christ and I are on the same page. It, when it comes to morals, Christ and I, again, same page. It's not about the fact of what you say, it's what you do. And are you hurting anyone in what you do? It, it, that's always the key point to all this. And now this whole world's, words hurt thing. We say offensive things all the time. And I understand that you can be offended, but we have the right to offend in this country. And saying something offensive and doing something offensive are two very different things. Truly is. And it's you, when you take away the ability to offend, you take away all humor. And then you destroy our coping mechanisms. Oh, oh. That's a whole other tangent for another day. We're staying on topic here. Now, the third is how you handle when someone wrongs you, when they violate those morals. And this is where I differ from Christ and why I don't consider myself a Christian ever. And I, even with me, again, I have a respect for the man that was Christ. Still won't say he's prophet. Still won't say he's uh, the son of God. I will say that the message that this guy came up with was not bad. I just can't follow the third part. And it's the same reason why, oddly enough, with Buddhists, one and two, same checkoff right there. Three is where I don't get along. Because their view is when someone violates you, you forgive them and you move on. And my view is this is where I have my conversations where I agree with the Muslim and Jewish faith and all the others who do this as well. Somebody hurts your family. Someone attacks you. You have every right to attack them back three times harder than they did it. I, I have no problem with that. Vengeance is perfectly fine with me because sometimes people just don't learn and forgiving them. That's the right thing to do. I understand it's the it stops the prison sex cycle from going on. But it's also the shittiest thing you do because you're just giving them a doorway to do it again. Instead, make an example, wipe them out, put their body somewhere everyone can see and say, this is why I did this. And life's a fuck ton better because no one else is going to do it as well. But that's just me. And I don't ask anyone to follow these rules. I don't ask any of my friends to have the same belief. In fact, I'm pretty happy that most of my friends, they have parts, aspects, but very few have anything in comedy belief wise more than 30 40 percent even my wife me and her differ very much on our ideas when it comes to beliefs and that's a good thing it allows you to keep your individuality it allows us to be happy in the fact that we are human and and enjoy the best parts about being human that we are so unique and different and weird that we all are the same because we're human we're all weird as shit in some weird way shape and form and we have that in common. That's the commonality of man is that every last fucking person in this world has a hang up somewhere. Even the most normal, perfect person. Well, perfection's a fault in itself. Thus, there is no perfection. And this is why I can't follow. The closest I get to religion is a Norse religion because it falls right in line with the satanic philosophy. It's right there with it. That's why anytime I think of God, I just think of it doesn't even have a true form. It can do whatever it wants to. Sometimes I see it as a bright green dragon. Other times I see it as a black fog. Sometimes I see it as a 
giant being in armor of black with blue highlights. And other times I see it as this fat guy sitting on a bench laughing at a newspaper. I, I see all sorts of different visions when I think of what God would look like. And I think it works because of the fact that it's an energy. And energy can always be changed and go whichever way it wants to because energy becomes matter and matter becomes energy. It's the law of relativity, folks. That's the way that it works. It's a malleable source. You can direct its flow very easily and tell it where it's going to go just by changing one little one and zero, one little gate. I think I've rambled on enough. I hope you guys like the new format. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I have no idea what my next topic will be, but I hope you enjoyed this one, as I said. And thank you guys for putting up with me having to pause every now and then to go deal with Melissa. And I'm truly sorry to all my friends and followers and listeners and buddies that I've taken so much time off, but I really needed to. And I'm hoping it makes the show better now that I'm back. And I will keep everyone posted on what's going on with Vapor Reporter. So... Find me at mindamoreandeer.wordpress.com. I have not updated that in forever either. There will be some point when I will. And, of course, you can find me at moreandeer835 on good old Twitter. Thank you, Brain. And moreandeerdrawmore on Facebook. Thank you guys again. I do appreciate it.